podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69, or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, Jingity Jing It's Dominic the Donkey Jingity Jing The Italian Christmas Donkey La 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 Okay, good evening welcome to the club with LFC Day Trippers uh, feels like we're being ages out of bunker and it's absolutely freezing. I don't remember it being this cold in the bunker before. There's mou- the mouse isn't working, nothing's working. Paddy, you 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 working? Actually, I think we picked up the studio and brought it to Siberia or something. It's freezing now. Anyway, uh, Phil is in the house tonight playing with all the decks. Booyakasha! Um, another another win, another uh, horrible performance, Phil. Um, when is our Boy, the Labour Party? Jeremy Corbyn wouldn't last in a club team that's all I'm saying <laughs> Phil when's I looking at run now Jeremy Benteke when's I looking at run now Phil when is I looking at run yeah. Andy yeah probably sometime in January yeah yeah um, just going by what Crop has done over all the years and this isn't a, uh, this isn't a promise but this is just the likelihood is that We'll drop points sometimes in January. If you look at if you look at his record right the way since he's been at the club, January, he's dropped the most yeah. points in January. Yeah. So at some point, and look, <coughs> the other side of it is we've got a ridiculous lead after seven. Th- we're not even halfway through the season, right? It's ridiculous. The whole thing. I stood back of it and and thought on Sunday, going, "This is this is mad." mad. I, I can't remember any other team, right? All the greatest teams ever that I've witnessed from 1978 right the way up to now, right? I can't remember any of this. It, there's never been this madness in the league. Never. Yeah. Never. There's never been a point where the team in fourth place is 20 points behind the team in fourth place. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about a team that's 20 points ahead of the fourth place team. And the, like, the top four is meant to be the teams that are challenging for the league. And this is a team that's 20 fucking points ahead. Do you think it's down the bar? What? <laughs> Do you think it's down the bar? You know, without far we wouldn't have that lead. Okay, well, again, I'll go back. I'll go back to the, the, the. It's all about evidence. It's all about evidence based, and VAR has had no impact in their season. We're the yeah. only team in the whole league that's had yeah. zero impact from VAR. Well, anyway, look, Bruce Grabler is at the starting out the course. We're back to nineteen ninety when the course was put on. Mm, pissing and on goalposts and all, yeah. We're just basically taking up from where we were and pissing legs and yeah. winning legs at Christmas. That's my theory anyway. No, we it's have, we, take we've never, to, Andy, we have never, ever, there's no one, we've never seen this. Right, no United team has done this. No, Arsenal team did this. Yeah. No, Chelsea team did this. No, Blackburn team did this. No, Leeds team did this. No, Manchester City team has done this. Right, yeah. there's been teams that have been eight or nine points clear, yeah, but no team has been double digits clear of the second place team before you've gotten halfway through your yeah. league programme. We're, we're nearly Seven halfway through games. and you know, the year Arsenal had the Invincibles, like did loads of draws. Yeah. Like we'll be the ridiculously Invincibles if this keeps going the way it's going. It's outrageous. The unbearable Invincibles. Yeah. yeah. There'll be all sorts of names. It's going to oh. be deadly. Um, Keith, Liverpool are 14 points ahead of City. City need to have a 20 game run now or something like that. And Liverpool need to lose four games. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, City can go on a run. They can certainly do a a big run. But yeah. I can't see us dropping those points. Like, where are we going to? Where are we going to lose those games? I know Phil said January. I'm just looking at the fixtures there. Spurs and United and Wolves away. Mm. One after that, sticky period. But mm. you know, we're overcoming all that this year. Mm. You know, there hasn't been many issues. But different to last year. Yeah. In a lot of ways, 
Last year we were unbelievable. City were just that little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. City haven't started, and people are saying, oh, injuries this and injuries that. We've had injuries as well. City have had injuries, but I think you're starting to see with Arteta going to Arsenal. I think you're starting to see the wheels come off the wagon, the big blue wagon there, yeah. down the road. Mm. Oh, I always think when a manager is on the exit, the players stop playing for him, and you mm. stop believing him. The manager doesn't believe in his own project. The players yeah, are helping him. Like like that, let's not get it wrong. Like they've had, they have had injuries. Like Laporte is a bit like Laporte is the biggest miss yeah. to them as Van Dijk would be to us if he got injured. But I think from changing from last year, their mentality is just different. Like we yeah. would have dropped points in certain games last year. Like Watford, Watford should have had a couple of goals on Saturday. I know. Do you know what I mean? Themselves. The way they played, like they were good. Um. Anyway. On the Watford game, again, a couple of changes. Milner comes in for Robertson. Mm-hmm. Is, like We were talking about six weeks ago, I think. We were wondering when all this wrestling would start, when the rotating would start. But uh, it's well and truly started. The last mm-hmm. probably five games, loads of chopping and changing. Milner comes in. Doesn't really affect the team performance. Probably a little uh, out of balance, maybe. But still, very potent going forward. Mm-hmm. We're still vulnerable at the back you know but, uh, open but, spaces teams run into spaces uh, Watford certainly didn't um, come to park the bus they, they tried they to get the play, ball yeah. forward they, they tried to did their best to come and attack us I think it was Brighton that uh, didn't even they weren't even arsed attacking us but when teams attack us they're kind of carving out chances but that's because of the high line the open play trying to get the ball forward trying to score more goals but um, the performance wasn't great Keith but it was good enough to win the game yeah, and I think we, the fear of watching it every week, you know, you think it's terrible. And when you look back at it, you know, it's, yeah. I'm just going to stats there. What for that two shots on target in the whole game? Now, I know that yeah. was that problem, that shooting was muck. Yeah. But, you know, it's the fear of getting the, the Watfords are coming in and they're turning you over. You know what I mean? They were a classic one a few years ago. Troy Deeney leading, upended Martin Scarrell, didn't you? Yeah. And, you think that they're going to be a tough team, but we're giving up. Uh, we're giving up chances, but no one is taking them against us. Yeah. No. I think the the three key chances they would have had, they'd won fresh air kick, they'd won balloon over the bar, and they'd won kind of dragged wide. All of them you would have expected to be in on target. Um, but I don't know. Is it is it just like the there's a fear now coming to Anfield? I know. Um, I know one player enjoys coming to Anfield now, and that's Deeney. <laughs> Him and uh, Van Dijk have a lovely little relationship now, yeah. don't they? Yeah. He yeah. loves Van Dijk. He does indeed. I have to say, I would. If, I know Virgil's an absolute monster, but so is Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney yeah. is an absolute tank of a man. Yeah. Seen him. I've actually the last couple of Liverpool games dude, have been two Watford games. I think it's at the six-one game a couple of years ago. They were yeah. wearing Watford were wearing boy. And they all looked about three stone overweight. Every single player, like yeah. Emery, can even looked quick running around the pitch. Was they were that bad? Yeah. But like, it's not. It's I think looking back on the game the weekend, it's like if ever we were going to rest players, Milner going in a left full was a good call because yeah. we're at home, we're playing well, tails are up. Watford didn't offer that much going forward, although they did play very well. But it was probably the time where when we went one goal up that. The manager had a look around and said, "Right, need to get Milner into the middle and Robertson on just to keep us keep us straight yeah, at the once back." Yeah, when Alan gets injured there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Phil, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about Salah here probably a month ago, wondering when he was going to hit form. When was the Salah? You know, but he's still, even last season when they're questioning him, like he set an unbelievable standard for himself in the fourth season in the league, well his second season in the league after being there at Chelsea. But um the goals he scored, the three goals he scored in a in a matter of a week against Salzburg and the two against um Wofford, unbelievable. Well, it was rightful. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to talk about the filler? <laughs> <laughs> sort of not bad when you think about it. <laughs> no great goals. Kicking them in the in the net. <laughs> the thing about Salah is, and the thing about like the majority of fucking idiot fans that are out there, right? Like to be fair to them, they were all we should sell Salah. He's peaked, right? Like that. that literally, the fella scores the same amount of goals and assists, and just isn't running past lads, right? And it's we should sell him uh, because he's peaked, and if we get two hundred million from Real Madrid, we should definitely sell him because then we can go out and buy fucking Sancho or whoever it is, right? Mm. So we bought sign Minimoto, right? And basically. He's going to come in now and you, I can guarantee you, right, because I've already seen it, 
tweeted it. People were like, but right, but Firmino was now out of the, out of the top three. Oh yeah, and Minimoto oh. is in the top three. Minimino. Yeah. Whatever, Mini Mouth, the yeah. little blinky boy, yeah, young black Christmas. It's, <laughs> honestly, it doesn't matter what the names are. No. Score goals, who cares? Yeah. Right? But like the thing about it, and what drives me mad about that type of shite is that it's completely abhorrent to the players that are there and the effort they're putting in. So you look at the Watford game, you see Shakiri comes in. You look at the uh, the, the, the Merseyside derby, Shakiri Oxley comes in. You look at Milner dropping into left back, which gives Robertson a break. He play, drops into right back. Uh, Gomez plays right back against Bor- in the Bournemouth game, yeah. gives Robert uh, Alexander Arnold a break. Right, <laughs> Gomez himself benefited from the Bournemouth match when Lovren goes off and he comes on and he plays centre-back that day mm. and gets a clean sheet behind him. And you can see a player with a bit of confidence back in his side. And you could see, I thought Gomez was very good against Watford. I did too. I think what we're saying from Gomez, which we haven't seen since mm-hmm. before the injury was, is uh, that quick turn of pace. Yeah. Whereas the ball gets in behind, it looks like he's second best to the ball and actually he, he just speeds up and he gets in the end of it. And that's that's what this Liverpool defence kind of needs right now. But is. It, there's a bigger thing, Andy. It's that the quality between all the players in the squad, there's no huge drop-offs anymore. Yeah, anymore. So when you talk about Salah there, Klopp knows that Salah is the player who rises to the occasion every time. Klopp knows that Salah scores against poor teams. Even if he's on a shit run, he scores against poor teams. You think of the Salzburg, he missed a shitload of chances, right? Then he scores. Remember when he came to the club and he was missing half of the chances? Yeah. Everyone's saying, if he only scores half the chances, he's going to get 40 goals a season. Yeah. The biggest thing that Salah did wrong was score 100 goals in that four season. Because mm-hmm. if he only scored 20, people will be looking at him now and going, he's fucking amazing. Every yeah. season he guarantees 20 goals. Every year yeah. instead of exactly. not I mean, meeting those what ridiculous he, what, standards. What Salah is doing now, and go back to the original point, what Salah is doing now is doing what he's done every season. He's yeah. found his way, he's found his form as the season comes in. And for us, the biggest thing is that Salah's on form when we go into the February, March, April yeah. time, as he always does. Yeah. The goals he scores against Watford is the Salah that we remember from the Champions League run, the fourth Champions League run. That little cut inside. Where just like you know, the defender is half thinking himself, I have to show him outside, but I know at some point he's going to pull the trigger and just roll it across the goalkeeper, right? So when he cuts back inside onto the right foot, no, no defender's expecting that. No, he thinks it's going back onto his left foot yeah. then after that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, yeah. the, the centre back is coming across thinking he has the extra half a second to get the block in, and it's a little scoopy, torny, twisty finish that's a, and it's, it's deadly. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. literally all he's doing is passing it to net. They're raving about the Bruins finish the other day where yeah. you look at him just pass the ball to net. Salah does the exact same thing except into the top corner like that yeah. is what you're talking about there yeah but they're saying it's a fluke or it's the wind or it's a deflection and everything well, else and the, the, no same people, the, the same people yeah. are saying that at once are saying Emery Chan put side spin on a fucking yeah. overhead kick into the yeah, top I corner don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is it's like when a, when a player raises the bar or when a club like Liverpool raises the bar so high we're breaking records all the great Liverpool teams never start the season like this um, no Liverpool Great striker like Rushy. No um, Premier League team, Andy. To call yeah. what it is, no Premier League team. But going back, even you know when uh, Torres came into the team and and Fowler and everything else, nobody nobody was doing what Salah's doing now. He's reached what is he's it? He's beat all the records. Yeah, he's beaten all the records. Days, whatever many goals, eighty odd goals and yeah. one hundred twenty two. Not even your man that played for yeah. Preston North End in the eighteen ninety six season when they were winning games forty two nil scored as many goals as Salah has. So for people to try and get their head around all this. How good Liverpool are, they just try to discredit. I don't know. It's a weird one. Doesn't score against big teams, I think you find he does. Yeah. Doesn't score the shitty goals, I think, think you find he does. Yeah. He Can't does. score with his right foot, think, think you find he does. Can't score with his head, think you find he does. Can't do dribbles, think you find it. Like he is better than Messi. Like and there's, there's no point messing about it anymore. <laughs> He's better than Messi. He fucking and that's just the way it is. We've got the greatest player in the Stop world. Stop your messing now. Someone who is better than Messi at the moment is Mane. Yeah. I disagree with you. Again, it's peaks and troughs. Mane has gone off a little bit over the last couple of few few games, and when I say gone off a little bit, it means that he's just not putting in the same production as he has as been. He ha- I think and you have the same goals him and Salah did enough. Yeah, yeah. But this is the but thing. people are saying, oh, he did, he's not playing as well. Yeah, yeah. Are you Paddy, watching I, the wrong team? Paddy, or what? I said this here a couple of weeks ago. Mane was getting more space and more focus because they were double team and Salah, Salah yeah, right? Yeah. And now the focus has gone on to Mane, and all of a sudden the gaps have opened for Salah again. And credit also to to um, Klopp. For starting to rotate Salah around the top of that front, that yeah, front yeah, line, yeah. because he's made those little adjustments against Salzburg. He, start, he comes in after one wing and plays central, and that's how he scores the goal mm-hmm, in the yeah. game against Watford. Watford he's well, playing yeah. into those roles, and actually, people are giving out about Firmino, right? And I've been very the one thing that annoys me about Firmino is not the lack of goals; it's he can be very careless in possession at yeah, times, right? Yeah. Mm. But you look at 
Firmino's average starting position now this year oh. it's completely changed to where he's not the, he's not the furthest forward now yeah, he's, he's, playing, the he's playing in yeah. the centre circle as yeah. a, essentially as a number 10 and Salah and Mane are coming very narrow and yeah. almost operating as a, as a traditional two man front side yeah. and yeah. then you had Keita was playing up behind him and then when Shaqiri was playing in that position on, on Saturday like, this team just moves its shape around it's, yeah. it's, it's immense well, I, 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 can't, I can't I cannot cannot yeah. be happy I have to say, right, if you have to miss a game, Grant, take it off. Yeah. You, you can come back and say whatever you want. Like, yeah. Honestly, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, look, I Joey Cousin again there a few weeks ago as well. Um, I was at a Christmas deal, mm. but I watched it in full later on. I'd never missed the Reds. Um, talking about Reds. players moving around the front line, Shakiri got out on the left-hand side and he whipped the ball in, which was like the Champions League semi-final at Anfield yeah. when, when Alden gets in ahead of it. Head, his head on it. This time it's Mane and he's ruled offside. Keith, where are you with the whole VAR and marginal offsides? It's it's madness, you know, but if it's offside, it's offside, but now like, it's a gee hair offside, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's judging on armpits and all this, you know, oh, but it's it, off. It, the law, works for the law is in and that's it and obviously yeah. it's in his fourth season and it's getting out of teeth and problems, but like, this crack of a few games ago where someone was moving the line or, that, or well yeah. supposedly moving the line that's the lot but I think it's Rat has taken away even Klopp said he says I don't celebrate goals yeah. anymore that are mm. coined in that position and that's yeah. probably only the negative but in, the way I look at VAR is if you're offside you're offside and they, if you're if you're offside and they catch it then you're offside they don't yeah. it's not there to screw anyone that's the rules if you're if you're fucking left ball is off yeah. you're off and that's it yeah. You go back to the Leicester and everything game a few weeks ago, but I remember what was the Leicester scored at the very end, did, and it was yeah, the exact yeah. same yeah. sort of offside. And it, I'll give them the benefit, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the benefit isn't going to the attackers. Yeah, at anymore. first glance, um, you think these ones, the Leicester one, it looked like he was he was offside at first glance. Mm, yeah, and they looked like he was he onside, was on, and yeah. then then the tall, you see the tall looks like he's going up. But it, look, it's all about angles. I think it's improved. I think it's vastly improved the game. I mean, you'd never want to lose a league or lose a cup final on a, on a bad decision. Yeah, t- it's taken a bit long, but I think as time goes on, they'll speed these decisions up a bit yeah. quicker and they're going to review everything else. They can't expect them to do it mid-season. Yeah. It is far mark one and I think especially for offsides, I think it's working out. Like if you watch how we play defensively on, on free kicks and deep free kicks, yeah. the team is actually... Like the the way that coached obviously is to hold the line as long as possible, yeah. and let the other team run in on offside, yeah. Because that's how they play. They hold the line, they hold the line, they hold the line, and they know the other team is gonna break it. If they hold it, and if the goal goes in, they look back at VAR, it's gonna get caught. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Do you know what I've noticed? You have players standing offside. They're kind of interfering with play. The players are using him as their as their point to move or, yeah. or not move and then someone comes in from a bit deeper and he's onside ball goes over the fella's head that was offside yeah. flag doesn't go up I'm on the, the VAR review it could be I don't know it's a dangerous game but with that deep line I think do you it's not the only think, place do you not think though right <laughs> it comes back to like the Mane goal if the laws with VAR can be black and white the reason why the grey exists is because linesmen could never be up with the play and in line and had the ability to know was he in front was when he not in front yeah, right? Yeah. right isn't it better that you have that mm-hmm. and black and white rules make sense when you have VAR yeah. black and white rules don't make sense sorry they don't make sense when you don't have it because yeah. you're more subject to making errors right it's a bit like the goal line technology it's clear yeah. they know when the ball's crossed the line when the ball hasn't right the, the offside's perfect and that's it the issue you have is that you've got so many rules that still sit in the element of grey mm. in football 
that that's where VAR has, hasn't been a success because when it comes down to interpretation and subjectivity, it's very hard to apply because somebody sees something, somebody sees another thing. Yeah. I like the Australian, the, there's a, there was a clip going around today of the Australian application of VAR where you can hear, I go back, I keep going back to this, that. right? And it's like the rugby thing. You can hear what the referees are saying and all of a sudden, it's just completely changes how you're viewing what they're looking at, right? So in that instant, in the, in the thing, he says, look, I think it comes off the defender's head and if it does, then he's not offside and I can give a goal, right? He goes over to the linesman and says, this is what I'm saying. He goes, I've seen the same thing as well. He says, right, so the decision is a goal unless they see that it doesn't yeah. come off the defender's head. So he goes, you can hear him saying, will you check to see if it comes off the defender's head? If it does, then it's okay. If it isn't, then obviously I've missed it and it needs to be a free out, right? Yeah. And your man, you can hear the VAR fella going, I'm having a look back here, I'm having a look back. Yeah, it comes off his head and he blows it and goes, no, it's after coming off the defender's head and they go back, it's a goal. And like straight away, you you do that. And then everyone knows. And know. everyone watching knows. I know, I know, Phil, but like a lot of people's complaints is how long it's taken. So you've, you've celebrated, you've half celebrated then you wait for a decision to be made. Even if you can hear the discussion, the thing is still going to take a minute and a half or two minutes. But yeah. what Phil is saying, is, like when, if you're in, let's say, I know from the rugby, you can buy a yoga and you can actually hear the ref, can't yeah. you? Somebody right the way through the game. Right the way through. So if you had that in a ground, in a football ground, where you wouldn't have people in the crowd run the muck, like even some stadiums don't even have screens to say it's going to VAR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another, that's another thing. But if you could buy a yoke that, like, Maybe the tripper could endorse that sort of product, you know what I mean, and get our names and stuff like that. Yeah. Not plugging that, but uh, it could be used and it stops crowds going mad and it, it takes the confusion out of everything yeah. and everyone's like, well, they're having a discussion. Well, I, know, I, know, I, I think we're, we're probably going to end up seeing an offside rule change yeah. at some stage. Yeah. I don't know whether they start putting um, an offside <laughs> just a feet or something. If they did well, I, I know what you were saying. Could, uh, Andy, you could I, put something I, in the boots. I, no, I know what you were saying there, but at the same Technology. time, I look at it and I say, right, is it making the game better? So it's really only tight decisions that VAR is coming into play, right? Yeah. In the majority, if, when Salah does what he does in that goal, everyone is still set. Look, it makes no difference. The second goal, yes, they had to check it because unlike most people in the fucking crowd, they forgot that if the goalkeeper is ahead of the last defender, it needs a second defender to be behind them because the goalkeeper stops being a defender in that instance. Yeah, and he, it has to be, there that. has to be two players between the attacker and the goal line to not be offside. The fact that your man hadn't gone off the pitch on the far side is what makes Salah be onside. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's just a lot. Of, when you're looking at the game in, nor, in normal time, that would never be in question. Yeah, but the yeah. fact that they're able to see it's there, that's what's there. Look, you know, th- there's been such a debate and it's been ongoing around VAR, 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 VAR. It's about application now. And it's about looking at the rules and saying, does that make sense now in the context of what we do? Does the offside rule, sorry, does the handball rule in the box make sense in the context yeah. of having video thing? Yeah. And when do we apply it and when do we not apply it? Right, we move on from VAR. Um, since Fabiano's been out, like the last three games now, we've had clean sheets with uh, Henderson in the... Um, <laughs> Sell him. The, the, the um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, pivot. My captain, my captain, yeah. my captain. But, that uh, is it. End of. I'm only joking, but one, one person that is uh, hugely responsible for them clean sheets lately is Alisson. He's back mm. to his best now. He's commanding that area. He's pulling off the saves. Players don't want to... Scored against them, do they? Yeah. Like you see him coming out. With yeah, it's just like he, like he, he. We start from the back, as they say. Like he, when he gets the ball, he starts the attacks, and he's so pivotal to how we go forward. He triggers it like the minute he catches the ball, he's looking at Robertson, looking at Trent, looking for us to get out. And the other thing that I don't think anyone's noticed it. Every time another team has a corner, Robertson and Trent switch. Yeah. It's for what reason I don't know, but they're always yeah. they're always on the opposite side for some reasons. But it's mm. obviously a tactical thing. But like what he brings to us is it's well obviously he's is talking and him and Van Dijk and the rest of the defenders have an understanding. But as you are saying, the other teams are coming now saying, "Fuck's sake, this guns in Gaelic. Like, yeah. We're gonna have to have a fucking yeah. serious day now to get something past this." We've done it for years, but against United and yeah. now and you know. You have to be bang on it to get yeah. past the hay or yeah. whatever. That's what we're getting now with Alison. Happy days, long way to continue because you know we've had so many cabbages in goal to have this fella. I think that I think everything has gone up a level from last season, yeah. all over the pitch, from front to back, and yeah. even as Phil was saying earlier on on the bench, the, the players are coming in and we're not dropping off. There's no drop off in standard. There's no drop off in work rate. There's no drop off in how clinical we are. Yeah, the team are maturing. They're mm. they're learning to play with each other. You know the usual that like I think we're we're peaking. Mm. 
you know? never you never peak Andy well, never you, <laughs> you, I just don't know how this team could get much better but you you know you obviously peak and then you have to keep buying an extra player every year it's a long time mm. since we were able to say that that all we need is a player every year you yeah. know we're able Six to say that for years yeah. and you get one player a year or you might you know change something someone's up. retiring or someone's going or someone's dropping but do you think we could be invincible this season uh, absolutely we can I, I do see I do oh, see I do as well we just wanted to say we have a serious caution there we can't afford to drop points um, I don't think this team is the type that will capitulate I think we can we can easily drop points we can easily lose a game and then just go back to where we left off the, the previous game before that mm. football you can lose you can lose games the best of teams in the world can lose games Obviously, it's possible. Well, I know you're talking about Henderson there, but look, for me, that game, I don't think you can talk about the micro performances in that game. And the reason why I don't, I think because it was the culmination of four games where we sat here and said, what's the minimum points you want to take before you disappear off of the World Club mm-hmm. Cup, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we'd be happy with 10. We've taken 12. Yeah. Right? And like that's... that's for more, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we put ourselves in a very strong position. And, and I hate saying it, but if we don't win the league from here, I fucking hate And I hate even myself saying this out loud. If we don't, there's no way this football club can ever win a league title. Yeah. Because you can't put yourself... That, what, what, I went through this so many times at the weekend. It nearly broke me, right? But we're talking about we can afford to lose seven games between now and the end of the season and still win the league. Like that's the ridiculous position we're in. Yeah. That's giving the lads a month off. That's fifteen. Yeah. But come here, it is though. Yeah, we have to win fifteen games from here to the end of the league and to get it. us to ninety-four points. That's right. It. Manchester City have to win every single game, every game. Not even draw, not a draw, not a lot, nothing. They have to win every single game to get to ninety-six points. Yeah. Right. Leicester can do but like, and this is with the greatest of respect and I think Leicester is still dangerous if we decide to turn off and think that we can walk this in like we're going to lose more than seven games mm, yeah. but I just keep coming back to it and I can't figure out where we lose seven games I can see us drawing three or four games right yeah. I could see us losing one or two right and even at that those four draws or five draws that's there puts five more points than losing five games yeah, right yeah, yeah. and straight away that means that you're 15 games becomes 14 and 5 draws you, you, know, you, know, you yeah. know what I'm looking at it's, it's like that's how the, the subtext change 14 wins and 5 draws gives you 97 points it's mathematically impossible for any other team in the league to get to 96 points like this is what this is the craziness that we're talking <laughs> about if you look at the numbers yeah. of it it is yeah. it's yeah if, it, if yeah, see you're doing all the games now it's 96 96 yeah, yeah. unreal um, did I even watch the um... and by the way if City win all their games that means that Leicester can't yeah, oh, because yeah. they beat Leicester. Yeah. They have to play them twice. They still have yeah. to play each other yeah. twice. Have we we have played them yeah. once though, haven't no, we? No, because no, we've only no, played. No, we haven't no, played no. West Ham yet. Oh, sorry, West Ham. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did anyone watch the um, CF Monterey game versus Al Sad? Uh, meant to be a belter uh, it's actually on me, uh, me to to watch list on the. Yeah, is it? <laughs> no, it's I was going to watch it tonight. I probably would have watched it. I was disappointed we weren't playing tonight. Why is that? Why? Because we could have been playing tonight, tomorrow night, and Wednesday night. Like Do you know what would have been deadly pack. if we played at the same time? As the we may as, as well match. We may as well play at the same time. Would not be good. Could Split you imagine screen. the amount of divorces in the country? Where are you going? I'm going out to watch two matches. Yeah, you get in here. Coming out at five o'clock, going home at eleven. At that's, how mad, that's how mad football uh, is now. Yeah, them match- matches could literally be played at the very simultaneously. Mm. Two yeah, Liverpool yeah. first teams. Would you, Phil, just a quick question for all of us. Yeah. Um, would you rather win the Carabao Cup or this World Cup thing? Are you going to answer the question for the all day, of us? The day, the day. Are you going to answer the question I'm for all of us? I'm going to agree with Phil, whatever he says. I'm going to answer the question for all of us because... I'm probably going to, I'm, I think we'll all agree. It, put, it puts to bed everything, right? It's the World Club Cup and the reason 100%. for it is because the only way you can win the World Club Cup is by winning the Champions League, right? Yeah. We can win the League Cup any year. Yeah. And we could potentially still go through playing an under-23 team against what's likely going to be a reserve and, at still, the side and still win the League Cup. We could potentially win that and the World Club Cup at the same time. Like, this to me is the one honour that's not on the wall. Mm-hmm, Despite yeah. playing it, we, we turned down the opportunity to play it in 77-78. Right? Mm. 
then played it in 81 and lost to Flamengo in the final well it, was, it wasn't really a final it was just one match and it was on like a dirt pitch that was over there right it was also the first time that the players got to wear their names on the back of the jersey which is an interesting point in history so if you have a dog leash number 7 jersey make sure it has nothing else it's just red with a, with a v, white v-neck and then it's still authentic because he wore dog leash number 7 so for anyone who wants to put the name on the back of the jerseys very good Education. so if, if go. we do um, beat um, Monterrey <laughs> we, the likelihood is we play Flamingo yeah. in the final yeah which is a repeat of the 1981 World Club Championship game. I watched the watch Flamingo it. match, sorry, I watched Flamingo play fucking real play in the Cup of Liverpools and they were, they were decent. Yeah. Like, it was a good yeah. game. Like, they're not a, they're a South American team normally no. trying to cut it in half. Well, look, they said, the, the Mexican guy, Mentori, they're meant to be good, I don't know. Like, Your man plays up front for them, Fiones Mori's twin brother. Yeah, and also, uh, Janssen that used to play for Vincent Janssen Vincent Janssen used well. to play for Spurs nice yeah. bloke him yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah obviously Paddy you're the same as Phil it's the World Cup all yeah. the way it, with the World Cup like the only problem we Some have is that like, it's away that's yeah. like you know. to the people who are fortunate and have the old uh, the cash pound notes under the bed to go yeah. over now like yeah. it'd be nice but some people like travelling down from Liverpool on the bus going to Wembley Lifted a trophy yeah. in Wembley, and I can I can appreciate that as well. It's just it's it's it, for, for me on it personally. Like I don't give a bollocks about anything else with the league. That's yeah. being yeah. that's yeah. being bluntly honest. Oh, you can oh, have your club World Cup. Have it. Let's say you have the Champions League. Couldn't give a bollocks. Just give us Air Force Premier League title, and then we'll go next year and go and get. Paddy, we won the Super Cup and we boasted about it. Yeah, if we win the fucking World Cup, we're gonna die now in a big time. It doesn't matter who we play, we're gonna blow up. Yeah, (laughs) and you get a fancy badge as well. Yeah, but not just that. We're world champions. I know that. When can you ever say that? Many English teams could ever say that. World. Champions. Did you know you'd play in the years ago and get absolutely tonked? No, slaughtered. They, they yeah, 2000. Now, they didn't even get out of the group. It was a group team. Was in Brazil. Sla- they was slaughtered. Yeah, they were slaughtered. Yeah, Gary Neville got bleeding. Horse Devil by Edmundo and one of the games. We played a team with the black and white stripes like Bosco. All I'm going to say is right, listen. World champions. Yep. European Folks on the league. We've got Atletico boxed off until February. Right. So you think about it, right? And you say to yourself, okay, do the job win the trophy, come back, and we have, not, like you just go, right, lads, heads down, we get through to the end of February, Champions League is back then, and it'll just take us on a, on a wave then to get us across the line. And it's, it, you keep looking at it and you say, right, next game, next game, next game. We'll deal with it. And we can get to, the point is that you get to the Tottenham match, you get to the United match, mm. and they stop, having, they stop being half to wins. They're just, don't lose. Mm. Don't lose. Yeah. And we roll on. Try the new big sky burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's. Ain't no way you're going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. What Mourinho done for years? Yeah. Beat the small teams, draw the big teams. Yep. And the rest will work out itself. Yep. The, the confidence is there, but isn't it now with yeah. them that they're looking at these blocks of games and it's, yeah, not a bad idea. But like, if you want to be, as we all you said it in here before, if you want to win, like I think Dicko asked me, what would you take in the next four games? I said 12 points. Because yeah. if you want to win the league, you yeah. just need to keep winning, keep the winning. Mindset, keep winning. The mindset just has to change now. Yeah. It's achievable now. A few years ago, you were asked a question, you try and be realistic, you don't want to come across, you know. Like a super fan. Deluded. But <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> We can easily sit here and say 12 points, yeah, because it's achievable. It's yeah. it's real. Now, the, the studio was covered in alcohol the last time we won the Champions League. <laughs> if we win the league, I reckon it will be worn down. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> Look at Phil's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Keith, in terms of youngsters travelling to uh, Quaytar, is there many, like, is there going to, is there scope for rotation there? Quaytar? Qu- is that like some type of fucking laser game? <laughs> yeah. I have to play Quaytar, lads. <laughs> Quaytar, bud. <laughs> You do the shooting with the Qatar. Qatar, Qatar. 
I don't know. I don't think Bruce that went. I don't think no. Elliot travelled. No, no Lovren didn't. Elliot, no. Hilver and Vandenberg are going out after the Villa game. Oh, so Elliot, yeah. Three of them. Yeah, it was an okay. The three yeah. of them are oh, flying yeah, out that. after the Villa so game. So you'd expect them to play tomorrow. I looked at um Bruce is not travelling because he's going on loan. Yeah, they're saying he's injured. Yeah, yeah he's going on loan, and it's it's a positive move for the club. So will he play? Oh yeah, will he play tomorrow? Well, they Critchley said he's an injury that will be playing there. All right. did you listen to that press conference? No, I didn't catch it. Is it bad? I I honestly thought Neil Christie was like an extra from Coronation Street. (laughs) That's the only. He's no, um, no, he's no, not Pep Lenders, is yeah. he? <laughs> but it shows you how how, how serious the club are taking it. <laughs> yeah. No, how, how serious oh, the club Ashley. are taking the World yeah. Club Cup because they could have yeah. left Lenders there with a, with a few oh. bodies and yet we've gone football. No bodies. Yeah. yeah, like, do you know what I mean? No. But they could have. Come on, he, he, he said fuck you to the Carabao Cup. It's going to be, yeah. be hilarious if they go through. Um, I'm looking at it a probable line of Brewster's in it whether he's where he does or not where he's carrying or not but you have the likes of uh, Longstaff there Elliot Kane Chiravella Dixon Bonner <laughs> I don't know LaRouche Van der Berg Clayton Hoover and, and uh, Keller I, I don't know what t- what team do, do Villa play? You think but they would have to be they would go full strength 100% yeah, they would have to be tumping that team it's yeah. lot of them that's the team that would have played like Fleetwood and all in that EFL trophy yeah. thing that he entered and got played and humped and that I'd say Villa yeah. could rest a few and still you'd fancy them yeah. the likes of Wesley and all big bastard up front yeah. like he'll up and that little ginger fella we yeah, have at the back and I don't like, it's, it's not really going to do it's much of confidence them, it's not no. ideal but uh, that's, why, that's where but it is but then it's a free hit for them as well yeah. isn't it yeah. it's like right you just get ding ding ding, ding 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 free hit alert yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go so what do you think we go out with a Carabao Cup on. We couldn't give I, it, I, I don't mean the course any children yeah. listening, but I couldn't yeah. give a bollocks. Yeah. And it's not I'm not being disrespectful or that, but <coughs> uh, priorities lie elsewhere for me. Yeah. And the manager has At clearly the, stated that. Yeah. Yeah. We can win the um Super Cup, the Champions League, the league and the Club World, World Cup. Cup all in the one year. And the FA Cup. The FA Cup in as well. The, I hope we don't. Gonna be interesting. Oh, I hate the FA Cup. <laughs> it's gonna be Absolute an interesting wank bag the, of a uh, trophy. The next is gonna be interesting. Yeah. With, uh, I hope, Ancelotti, you, I hope Christie gets to manage for the FA Cup match against Everton as well. Like, yeah. uh, Christie gets to they send the 23s out against Everton. Say, so, look, if you're going to win a game, we're going to win a derby, here's the one to win it. Like, we literally don't care about this trophy. Go and enjoy yourself. Bring Skirtle back even for the FA Cup. He always got us knocked out. I play Bogdan and Skirtle in the FA Cup match against Bogdan. Everton. Right? That's how much I absolutely love the FA Cup. Andy, tomorrow night is going to be a great night to watch all the lads, the fellas in the summer, are going to be saying, they should be starting over Lana. They should be starting over Milner. They should be starting over whatever it is, right? Because that's the mad, that's the madness that will go on. Yep. And yeah. it'd be interesting to see how Kelleher gets on. Probably out of them all, like I, if I was going, I might have left Adrian and not taken him out, or left Lonergan and not taken him out. But like, he is, if he's given Kelleher the game tomorrow night, it's, it's going to be good for his, his uh, experience and confidence because yeah. he played in the last one against Arsenal and only left five in, and then. <laughs> 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 Hopefully he doesn't let in as many this time around because he's like the future for his goalkeeping. By the way, so that's not even joking. Like that is, you know, he's going that's to need round, to be Yeah, it's doing the rounds, all right. Anyway, so Ancelotti's gone to the the blue show. He hasn't. It's he's, ha- he's in Rome. <laughs> yeah, what was going on there? What? How can Balagay and Sky Sports News disagree so much? He's had me because they were best yeah. mates as well. They were best mates. Balagay and. I'm lost. Why? Aren't you lucky to Everton? Yeah, I know he's going to Everton. What the fuck is he doing in Rome? On his holidays. Apparently, like, Sky Sports News reported that he was in Liverpool. And he's down buying an L bleeding bottle of milk in Rome or something. And then Balagay said he's seen him in Rome. Oh, yeah, good man. Came flying around bleeding Italy. Good lad. So, uh, yeah, it's mad. Like... The Everton fans are obviously going to go off on one now that they've got Ancelotti as their manager. But uh, what's better than that? I know what's better than that. Klopp can't fucking sign a two-year extension as well. Ancelotti be gone before Klopp. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I have to say, from a football standpoint, it's actually quite good that he's going in there because we played him, we beat them. So he can only improve them to play against the likes of Leicester and United and City and stuff like that. So... 
we still have to play them twice. We still have to play them, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, as Phil said, one game we don't give a bollocks, and the other game we I lose think I get, draw it. I think we, I'd like that FA Cup. Yeah. Now, yeah. look, let's, get, let's be honest. Like, he is going to improve them. No matter what you say, or I know they're, a, they're, they're not the best squad in the world, but he will improve them, and he will bring a couple of bodies in, 100%. I'll have to. He will. He no, he will. Can I just go, right, right. Oh, I don't know what's going on, right? Right. But... Like the, amount, the amount of contradictory <laughs> reports by literally yeah. everyone in the media on this is insane. So here's one, right? Here's Dom King basically covering his arse, right? And this Sorry. is the most cover your arse tweet I've ever seen in my life. Everything in Carlo Ancelotti is not done. He's not on Mary's side. Talks would not take place in Liverpool as board is based in London. However, Ancelotti is due in London and face-to-face talks are planned with Mount <laughs> <Cherry. laughs> So that's covering your arse, right? Yeah. Then we have... Adam Crofton, whoever he is. Um, Ancelotti now formally received a proposal from Mo Shearley, not finalised and not held face-to-face talks in England. Sources close and believe he's increasingly tempted. Sources close. Maybe it's his dog. Who knows? Holiday plans are on hold. Story shortly. Right, basically, I have to make shit up now and I have to do yeah. something here, right? And then we have Off the Ball. <laughs> and Off the Ball are saying that uh, Ancelotti is in Merseyside uh, for talks and has agreed a deal in principle. Balagay is saying that he's not <laughs> not actually side. He's still in Rome with his wife, and he's going on holidays. And um, like, I swear to God, it's right. So there is it, there's so many covering your arse, conflicting tweets on that. It's right. brilliant. This leads me to believe something. What I think that Ancelotti's going to take over Everton, right. but he's not going to be in Everton. He's going to work from home. Stoy, but like, <laughs> <laughs> Ramon. Everything that I've offered Ancelotti the job, but one of the perks is he doesn't even have to come to the ground. To everything. To go He's going to work from home. Until they build the underwater He's stadium. He's going to train the team over yeah. the phone. They, they, but it plays into the whole thing about the stadium not going to happen. Yeah. Ancelotti be the manager, but he's not the manager. It'll be a hologram or something. <laughs> no, they'll use, they have joint television screens in American football, right, where they get to watch the plays and then they carry out the play on the pitch when they're doing the training, right? It'll just be a joint television screen. Ancelotti on a beach in Rome with a drink, they're going, right lads, doing a few sprints now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes yeah. off, has a smoke, Boys again, comes back. Quicker. <laughs> right, lads. Now we're doing in between these, right? And then goes off, comes back. Are you still trying? All oh, right. What's, what's going on? Ask me, assistant there. What's my assistant name again? Oh, yeah. Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> what does he do? What's yeah, the crack with the armband on his wrist or the, the, the blue band on his wrist that I seen? That's just a bracelet. Not blue one, was it? No, he's out on parole. Not blue one. No, he had a. He wears a blue armband. Who does? Duncan Ferguson. That's to cover up his bracelet because he's on parole or something. Sound for a bloke. No, seriously, like I don't like. I seen uh, the lot of um, coverage of him being an asshole to the young lad coming off. Yeah, that wasn't very nice. No, to be honest, wasn't nice. But ever the fans would defend that, like they were, they were saying, "Oh yeah, no." He, he needs to toughen up and you know we need it we need an asshole in the dressing room what was that young he's only 20 is he yeah. so anyway you've heard it here first Ancelotti's taking over everything but he's going to work from home Duncan's going to be on the phone in the dressing room FaceTiming to the lads and he's going to be the badass Skype manager yeah 2019 2020 sorry who are we playing on Wednesday or maybe they'll what who are we playing on Wednesday Liverpool, yeah, top Monterey team. Oh, Why? Just wondering. Look, you still talk about everything. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> the underwater blues. Well, it's, it's comedy gold. It's well, can comedy can gold. I think? I can. I just. It's gonna be mad when they're shouting at Bill to get rid of Angelotti. Yeah. You know, sack him, Bill. Yeah. Sack him, Bill. Sack him, Bill. Sack him. But come here to me, they, they, like I'll go back to it. Right, if he wins the the FA Cup match, and when we were playing under 11s like they will they will build a statue for him yeah. Yeah. they'll build a statue for him the other side is that this seems mad but how the fuck can Ancelotti take over everything while Arsenal are still preparing a shortlist mm. for who they want to sign as manager and they're talking to Arteta like if you yeah. said to me Arteta and Ancelotti are going to take over the two jobs which are Everton and Arsenal at the moment who's going where Immediately you go, yeah. Ancelotti's going that to Arsenal. Arsenal board mustn't want Ancelotti. They must be looking for a young coach because... That Arsenal board having a foot... I don't know but, but that's what happens when you're... A far, he's trying to build a stadium, isn't he? A man that owns Arsenal. He's trying to build a medical... Stan Kroenke. Yeah. He's trying to build yeah. something, is he not? There's talk about trying to take a franchise into, into London. Sorry, that's what it is. Yeah, he's looking for money for that, is he not? Yeah. But no, I, I go back to it. You look at it and you say, if I'm Arsenal, if I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm saying Ancelotti wants to come back and manage in England... 
and he's going to Everton. And we're talking to Mikel Arteta. Now, as good as Arteta could turn out to be, mm. I'm still thinking to myself, I want Ancelotti. What the Immediately. Fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. We have a squad here of experienced pros who have all achieved stuff at most of the clubs they've been at, right? And we're going after an unproven manager while we have a caretaker manager who doesn't even, isn't even allowed to have an assistant. He's right? not only licensed for six weeks, is that what he's... They brought about? a fucking... They brought a fella in from the academy. I don't even know if he was a manager. Did you, I think it was like a, a, a bin man or something. They no, brought he in. must have found him in the club shop or in a tracksuit or and something. It was, hey, come here, you, you'll do. <laughs> the under eight goalkeeping coach was there to help him out as oh, well. It was... It's, Arsenal is the... F- like... They're the worst run big club in the world. They're, they're not a big club. Pace. Well, big enough, big stadium. They, that's big it. Fan base. That's it. They had a lovely stadium in Highbury, which had lots of personality. They've moved to the Emirates and they sold their soul instead. Yeah. JF TV boys were going mad over that today. Your man Robbie and all on Arsenal fan TV. The 10 year anniversary of going there and they're all giving out fuck about it, saying, We've done nothing here, we've done nothing. But I, I genuinely think with Arsenal, they don't, they're not interested in Angelotti. They want a the young coach. Like they got yeah. rid of Wenger. Because he was too old and too set in his ways. I think they're Arteta be the man they want and they've highlighted him and I didn't even look at it and July. Madness as it is. I wouldn't do it. And if Arteta doesn't win the games that all their fans expect him to win, yeah. which is every game, right, then he'll be getting it in the neck as well. Like the, the Arsenal fans are us in 2010 when Hodgson takes over. But did you watch Arsenal and see... Mm. Playing terrible. He was shy. Awful. Do you know what, right? All joking aside, if there was a chance to sign your man Martinelli, he's a good player. Him, I'd, yeah. I'd love to rob him yeah. off Arsenal. He's a good player. And they sell their best players. So, like, there's not absolutely not re- no reason why we yeah. wouldn't get him. If you had Martinelli, Minamoto, and you've got Brewster and Firmino and all the lads there, my one fear is I'm wondering, is there a potential one of our bigger lads heading off this summer? I think if we win the league and we've won the Champions League, it wouldn't surprise me if one of the front three but decide where, to go to Spain. But where, I don't see, why? I don't see, I don't see teams uh, te- like Liverpool are we're the pinnacle now. They're probably the most attractive team for our player no. to come to. Yeah, we, we are the pinnacle. Barcelona you don't lose, you don't tend to lose players no. when, unless one of the players is just gets a pain. You're, 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 you're oh. underestimating the pull of Real Madrid and Barcelona. To, to players from Africa, to players from South America, that is, that is, you look at it, they are, in their mind, the pinnacle of the game. Yeah, well, I don't know, Phil, because when United were in their pomp, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, to a you know, lesser extent, the, the Barcelonas and the Reals weren't really sniffing around. Well, they were, because... Real Madrid signed Ronaldo when United were in their pump and Real Madrid signed Gareth Bale when they were in their pump and Barcelona signed Suarez whenever they felt like Gareth Bale when those teams and you're talking about Tottenham was, was flying, yeah. what pump they were flying they're in the Champions League I'm talking about like teams when they're when they're look, win the league okay so United win in the Champions League United mm. well maybe M- Madrid took David Beckham Madrid yeah. took Cristiano Ronaldo Madrid took whoever they wanted Beckham fell out with a uh, but but Andy, my point is yeah. for players. If I've won the Champions League, I'm not I've saying won, it's impossible. No, if, if I've won the Champions League, I've won the Super Cup, I've won the World Club Championship, and I've won the, and I've given Liverpool their first league title. Right, I'm Sadio Mane. I've been there now for four years, right, and I've literally achieved everything at the club and had the best thing. There is a part of me that's also thinking, if I go to Real Madrid and go and win a league, another title, and the Champions League, there, not only am I going to be a god in. Liverpool, Liverpool, and in Madrid, but also like his, he'll be basically one of the guys. Like he'd be bigger than I'm trying to think who was the biggest African player I can think of. Georgie Weah when he was at AC Milan, and Georgie Weah would ends up being like president of, of Liberia or whatever it is. Like, and that's what that's what a Real, a, a, a spell at Real Madrid would do, do for a Mane. And Mane, if you look at Mane through his career, he went from Salzburg to Leipzig to Southampton to ourselves, and he's always progressed yeah. on in terms of what it is. So that wouldn't spoil. But I'm not. I'm right, not fair enough. So Mane well, goes to Madrid, and we get Mbappe, and then everyone's happy. Mm. I don't think I'd be happy with Sancho. I know he's the one no, that gets a lot no, of money. Too, get too much money. You want a hundred million or something? I don't think because he's English. A week as well. No, no, it's not happening for me. I'd rather sign Mini Moto or whatever you call him for. Yeah. Anyway, I threw out a tweet there earlier looking for a few um, okay. questions. Good. And uh, can we? Cowboy Enzo said he'd rather eat his own shit. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that oh, did it put a question mark at the end of it? Yes, yeah, no, it just says he's rather easy. Statement. Statement. It's a Fair bold point. statement. It is. But bold, that's what he'd bold. rather do. Did he use bold fonts? Um, someone who uh, was, was really sound 
uh, James Murray. And he said he wants to say um, hello to his mammy, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Happy Christmas, Catherine, from your son, James. Um, but there is some good questions in there. Are and... you auditioning for Christmas FM? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounded like Christmas <laughs> FM there for a second. Santi Andy on Christmas FM. If, if Catherine's happy, I'm happy. The nicest point in Dublin, the point of Guinness in Dublin, I don't drink Guinness. You don't drink Guinness? No. Okay, you don't drink Guinness? No. Phil, you, you know, even if you don't drink Guinness, you probably know. I'll just make something up. I heard the halfway house is nice. No. In Walking Sound? Yeah. No. 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 Mulligan's Pill Bakery. Yeah. That's always yeah. one that's of the best always, places. That's always a big show for And the Long it. Hall, yeah. the Long Hall on long George Street yeah. is, is good as well. Yeah. Kyo's, pretty Kyo's good. Kyo's is probably, if you are a tourist and it's a summer's day in Dublin, Mm-hmm. Or warm even. Would you have OCD or you have fucked up shit? Don't go in there because all the walls and all are bent. If you have OCD, Kios, yeah. No, the, the idea with Kyo's is yeah, you spit out onto the the road mm-hmm. and have your point of Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the road is it. It's like Rogan's on um Saint Saint Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, there you go. There's another place for a lovely Guinness. Anywhere the Guinness is going all day. Mm. But Grogan's is mad shop. If anyone's never been there, go in and just have a look. It's on South William Street, near Grand Street, near George Street. And it's um it's just like a pub. It may as well be the sixties in there. Yeah. Th- they've made no changes. It's exactly the same as any pub would be. Bit like my remember, favorite those, local? remember the very, very first air conditioning unit you could ever picture in yep. your life that'd be full of dust. They have one of them. And the Guinness is lovely there. And again you go outside. Kios on South Dan Street. Quality one of the best is, is my local but I don't, don't want to give it away because I don't fucking any scuff bars turning up in it. the man of Ackle Harold's Cross um, <laughs> <laughs> and Balls on Fleet Street that's another place Ooh. anywhere that's kind of small and our lads drink Guinness O'Brien's that's smashing yeah. and what's the one that's just over the that new bridge the San Rebecca the river the ri- yeah the Ferryman Ferryman yeah yeah, yeah. it's not great yeah. Um is Terry's chocolate orange considered a weapon if it was frozen? Hundred percent. Oh, definitely. It's like a without brick. Projectile. Yeah. 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 Even without it's It's a diabetic projectile, yeah. that's what we'll call it. Like at least at least if it wasn't frozen and someone scolded you with it, it'd break it. up into segments. And you can eat it. Uh, I, I think if you no, I'd I'd go the opposite way. I think the colder a Terry's chocolate orange, the less impact it has on you. Because it breaks a lot easier. If you have a room temperature at Terry's chocolate orange, it might actually absorb impact. If you have a room temperature at Terry's chocolate orange, Cherry's it's actually <laughs> and it, you hit with it, it's less likely to break, so it's more dangerous. Whereas if you have a really cold one, it will break on impact and just open up like a fan, like a parachute in your head. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Don't Drum Mental Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> we have left the building. No, <laughs> uh, on, a, on the subject of confectionery, Ray Kennedy asks, will Brexit mean the return of proper sized chocolate bars and ice creams? I think I know what he means there. Yeah. That was all European regulations making bars of chocolate smaller and... I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, to do with like, the servants of sugar. And all that. Oh, you can't be like because of super size me like that film. Like that's, that's everything has to have absolute, fucking calories and all that. Absolute waffle chops. That is, is it? Yeah. The div- the reason why bars of chocolate look bigger, look smaller now, is because you're a fucking adult. If you're a no, four year old child and no. you hold a bar in your hand, it looks fucking huge. No. If you're a fucking 40-year-old man and you hold a bar of chocolate, no. it's tiny compared to what it was when you're a four year old so child. So why do grandas when they get smaller again? Say I remember in my day. Ah, but see, when you when you're a granddad, you become stupid. You don't get small, and your hands get bigger, and so do your ears. So like, <laughs> <laughs> bars of chocolate look even smaller again. They're just like little like quality three heroes, like little mitts. Yeah. Um, walk around with joint hands. No, well, the real reason is actually like it's European thing. Servants of sugar, they made bars smaller. And no, they just reduced the sugar content. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't Phil, made bars smaller. Phil, they're still twenty gram bars. Look, I'm not. Hey, I'm not having it. Look I'm at not. a magnum. Look at a magnum now. It's yeah. a joke compared to the original magnum. When and when was the original magnum out, Andy? Well, yeah, but when? I remember, I remember. When was it, Andy? What age were you, Andy? What age were you, Andy? I don't know what age I was when it came out, but I remember what it age we being Andy? bigger when I was an adult. Fuck off. You're I do. Muppet jar. Paddy, <laughs> Honestly. Magnums are bigger. 
Well, maybe the revolver myself now, like Colt 45, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then Magnum's are dirt. <laughs> no, I know. Like the yeah. ad, like here, like I'm talking about ice creams and chocolates and all. Listen, if a fucking Mars bar is smaller than it was years ago, just buy fucking two of them. Instead of just buying one. It's all way good. Or a king size yeah. one. Great. Yeah, or a king yeah. size one. Yeah, a party pack. Yeah. Go mad up yeah. the most graves and run amok. That's typical now a builder in the coming into another boom now. That's what a builder would say. Oh, listen, oh. hang on for a second. I, I see the young, there's a page on Twitter and it's called The Celtic Tiger. Don't know if you've seen it. And your man, like, who runs it, people send them in, like, uh, no people, like, Christmas party, like, receipts and all, like, no for yeah, no yeah, yeah. And there was a group of lads that worked for an estate agent. I won't say the name, but he puts up who it is. And they go out for like afternoon lunch last Friday. And the bill was 13 and a half grand. Oh and God. it broke down the lit. The receipt was three photographs long of all the gaggle, all the food. They were absolutely, I'd say they were steamboats coming out of the place. And all your man says the caption was the top is, this was needed. Recession 2020 is back. Yeah. People yeah. buying, uh, it was a solid gold, uh, Bottle of Moai or something in Arnott or something like that it was like 3,200 quid. Like, as like a man's like, yeah, this is needed as well because the recession's around the corner. You just spend yeah. a lot of money we don't have. Yeah, I know. Look, uh, I know it's not as mad now, but I started to see magic happening. It's only when you go out uh, doing Christmas shopping for kids and all now, like you see the trolleys getting low. I'll up. tell you when, I know how we're on the cusp of a recession. You stop at a garage and you buy a cup of coffee and a croissant and it costs you 750 or bollocks. But fuck, it's that expensive. Oh, no. What garage are you going to? That's how dear it is. The expensive oh. garage. The expensive that's, garage that's that sells expensive yeah. coffee. Okay, Paddy, 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 <laughs> there's like... I'm not going to the Holy Cow. Anyway, the main thing here is that's a stupid fucking question. Yeah. Okay. Because that... Do you know what, right? Bla- who who sent that get, in? Who if, sent that in? Do you know what? Even though you're... Big, even we'll though, even though, <laughs> Even though your bars might be bigger, eh? You're going to be paid fucking twice the price because inflation's going to ruin your currency. Get what you deserve. Brexit me arse. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I don't know. We have to get new mics, uh, new big things that From go Germany. The yes. From Germany, our European the brothers. Stop, yeah. st- yep. <laughs> stop you doing all that. Like, I mean, Can't beat Germany. Look, look at the guy was clap. The notions mm-hmm. about this pod now, I mean, when I see these things there, like, I feel like I'm on the unfair rap, to be honest. <laughs> uh, how many sprouts on the Christmas dinner plate? Zero for me. Uh, none. Yeah. Seven. Seven sprouts. Mm. I wouldn't know whether to eat them. I put them in a gun and show rabbits with them. They'd be like bricks. Yeah. You know, microwave my sprouts is the most effective way of cooking them. Microwave? Mm-hmm. Because sprouts cook badly in an oven. People get this wrong all the time. What, why the microwave works is because it heats them from the inside out yeah and it actually cooks them evenly science bitch <laughs> you put a little bit of water in the thing so they don't go out too dry but yeah that's the best way to do because then you get an even the problem with sprouts is you, most of the time they get cooked on the outside but they're not cooked enough on the inside and that's why they're very hard on bullets if I'm cooking someone's Christmas dinner that bollocks that's all right, last that's question right if, <laughs> if Klopp was to go tomorrow yeah. which we know he's not because he's staying on for four more seasons at least four more years yeah. but if he was to go years. now this second who would you rather take over if you had a choice only between Gerard or Rogers? what? yeah fucking none of them Nobby, but you no choice. I'd Between the two of them, it's like your man. I go, I go with Gerard and Cl- and Cl- uh, Gerard and Rogers as his assistant. So, like as the games are going on, we're about to walk out of the tunnel, Gerard, and say, "Down easy, you can wait in there and try and get him back for a fucking ruin the last season of his career." I'd leave with Klopp. What? I'd leave with Klopp. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> yeah, 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 if that's the two choices, you can fuck <laughs> off. I swear to God, uh, uh, right. Stephen Gerrard was a great footballer for Liverpool, right? Mm-hmm. And genuinely was. But he hasn't been that impressive as a manager. He's playing in a league where. There's two teams. There's, t- there's only one team. Well, right? sorry, He's yeah. doing all right in Europe with them. The one thing he's learned from Hodgson and from Rogers is how to throw players under the bus because cool, he throws his team under the bus every second week. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah big fan of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with great players when they take over. The players never meet the standard mm. that they set for themselves, and, and that's just 
that's just the way it goes. Uh, did anyone watch Rafa on Monday Night Football last week? Yeah, very good. Absolutely. And, uh, he dodged the bollocks of saying that Gerard wasn't a good manager. <laughs> it was really interesting how he got around saying that Gerard's doing well and all that. But if anyone hasn't listened to that, I'm sure most Liverpool fans have watched our nope. on YouTube or listened to it nope. at this stage. Never will. Rafa is brilliant. He's yep. just such a good... Um, Don't really care. We've got club. Honestly, yeah. you can take everything ever, right? And now, but nothing's ever even going to come close to this era of Klopp no. that we see in the modern times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's great. The Rafa thing is great. Istanbul is great. But we've never, we were ever, foxy back then. Yeah. We, yeah. We've never, we have yeah. never, ever, ever, ever seen what this team has done for this half of the season. But my worry is it's this half of the season, and I want to see they finish out the job. Finish out the job and cement the legacy that no one has put before them. But it's every year, isn't it? He's, you know, yeah. they got beaten in the Champions League final. And, and they come back, back, back and win it. Mm-hmm. They get pipped with 97 points and they're going for it again, like mm-hmm. 100 point season and all. Mm-hmm. But what, like, imagine if we did win the Champions League again and we won the league. I actually think the owners of Twitter have just deactivate Ireland and England. Oh, yeah. They just, like, yeah. listen, he's had a lot of interviews, he's going to fuck yeah. off for three months. Yeah. Imagine, uh, you know, imagine Labour had gone in and Liverpool <laughs> won the league and all that. I think Twitter would be just fairly fucked around. It would have made absolutely no difference to my life. But yeah, yeah. The but only uh, difference that may, will make to my life is. You got the session for a few days. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. Football is great and it's great to get it as an escape and you want to see a team do well and you want to see them win. But like, you know, I live in Ireland. Mm, ultimately like you know all I want like you know I'm not as impacted as, as an awful lot no, of people on Twitter we aren't, we aren't but a, no. lot, a lot of our jobs here and all depend on what happens over there and stuff so I can I can appreciate some people's um, you be, know, and, and for our for our mates over there who have to endure another Tory government and all that it's a it's, it's a load of bollocks but anyway Hang on uh, for a second. We have to endure a lot of cunts every fucking four years. Doesn't yeah. matter who gets voted. Yeah, they never they don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Our Labour are going to get in yeah. and then they just say, send you up the river. Listen, they're so, all a shower of wankers. Yeah. They're all the, cunts. The beauty, all the beauty of this country is we have civil war politics. And still to this day, we have yeah. civil war politics. Yeah. We have Fine Gael and Fine Fáil. Both of them are basically the same party. The exact right? same. The exact same so party. Imagine, one imagine, is slightly to the left and one is slightly to the right. And well, if if the English look at what air health service is like and they're going, Jays, that's a bit of a mess. You better get used to it because that's yeah. exactly what you're going yeah. to get. It's not the full privatised version no. of the Americans, yeah. but it's not the fully would, yeah, free version. I would love to see, um, you know, and, like you know, we've likes a Dicko who's over here now and other, mm. and other guys who've moved over from Liverpool and they, they get to see that we've two two Tory choices yeah. every year. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's not, it's it's a, uh, Tory A or Tory B and then you've Labour who sometimes they get in with one of the Tory and then they just do what they do uh, it's mad the politics our, our is mad politics here, our outline politics here remains and always will be because of the style that we have it will always be centrist it'll always be in the centre because no matter what side you lean on the biggest parties sit in the centre because it's the only way to get elected right and then you have a one, one, one run we'll have lads from a bit from the left and then we get annoyed with them and then the next room we'll have lads a bit from the right and that's the poll that you always have Yeah, but you never have a, there's no left or right in this country it's yeah. just in the middle yeah. because there's nobody ever gets a majority for a start and that's just the way it is yeah, it's um, always a coalition one thing, one thing I've only noticed and it's re- it might be just the exposure mm-hmm. social media everything um, to support a slightly left of centre party or to support a slightly right of centre party you need to go extreme right and extreme left <laughs> Did he not realise the concept that, like, you know, the agreement is in the middle somewhere and that's why we have populist parties that appeal to the nations that are slightly left, slightly right. But if you want to support the slightly left, you need to go fucking mad left and fight with other people that are mad right. Twitter is not representative of reality. And I think people need to grasp this because everyone that was on, like, I I looked at Twitter as it was coming up the election, I was just looking at it going, wow, the people that I follow like truly believe that this is going to be an amazing victory for Labour but yeah everything everything is pointing towards a crushing defeat right everything if you just step back and what the whole thing was well don't believe in polls because they were wrong when we voted Brexit out and Trump got in I went actually no if you step back and listen to what people were saying and how they were feeling that's exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. That's what was out there at the time. Yeah. But people just didn't want... Because it didn't fit with the narrative that they wanted. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the big thing, Paddy. Like, everyone's giving out about... But the, the truth is, 
most people when it comes to and it's, it's sad in a way protectionism and also insertism they do reflect that way like if, if there's a party saying we're going to clamp down on immigration and we're going to be hard on that but we're going to be good to the rest of the country people will buy that as, mm. as, as, as a premise over anything else that people put out there yeah true yeah. and if you don't have a charismatic leader and you know I think Johnson's a fucking muppet right but at the same time he plays the oaf brilliantly yeah and he yeah. plays it to the point where people are sort of laughing along with him and saying sure he wouldn't be like, you know uh, it's only if you dig into him you see how how obnoxious he is mm. but people don't yeah they just people look don't. at what they see just he see got what they an see. easy light off the media as well didn't he like but the, that, that's because of what he yeah. is yeah. he's come through that he's, yeah. he's one of them yeah. right he's one of his whole persona was built up on the BBC right. he co-hosted Have I Got News yeah. For You for ages he appeared on loads of comedy programmes before he became Mayor of London he was one of them right that immediately gives you an in that you don't have it's the same with Trump yeah. he was the host of The Apprentice on NBC mm. It was meant to be a joke that he was running for president. Because yeah, it went to Fahani. Yeah. That's why yeah. he ran. Yeah. No, yeah. That's why he ran. Yeah. But that's, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But this is what it is. Once you have the media on your side, despite yeah. what goes on yeah. with Trump, but once you have the popular media on your side you and you're win. seen as one of them, right? You win. You get an easier ride than somebody who isn't seen as one of them. Yeah. Mm. And that's just, it's the same everywhere. You think of over here, you think of Radker, right? Varadkar was the poster boy for interviews and the media and all that type of stuff. And it was a huge, huge popular thing that he should be the next leader of Finnegan because he's exactly what you need. Young, enthusiastic yeah. oh, and yeah, handle what, and what's yeah, going on. Yeah. And, then he, and he's proved to be a fucking Mr. Invisible well, since he's he turned, He's yeah. turned out to be exactly what the rest of them are. Yeah. But like, but you think, I think down through the ages that's what politics has been about. Uh, I know for, for Scousers politics is a big part of football and I completely understand it. Um, but one thing about fucking Liverpool and Jorgen Klopp is he unites everybody mm-hmm. and I think like when you have foot when you when you can separate football and politics you know someone like Klopp just unites everyone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's why do you think he'll run for election in 2024 I actually I actually think fucking I think someone like that you know people like with the charisma and with the with the kind of um, the authenticity about them so you they're know. talking in America the likes of the rock and all running for president. I said to Shawnee who's on here, I said, right, the one you want to look for is Kanye West. Mm. He has played the Americans like they've never been played before. Yeah. Right? He doesn't give a fuck. He, he was <laughs> made to Trump up until recently, yep. which means that he has all the Republicans and the Republican side of the party on side, despite being a rap singer, right? And now he's gone back to the Baptist Christian thing, and so yeah. he's getting all the religions on the side, right? Yeah. And he have all the minorities on the side because of who he is, mm-hmm. right? Like that fella, if you if he's lining himself up, if you look he's at you just, you know, up step back and look at the if he's doing bigger picture, saying I would actually fancy a crack of being if 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 Trump can be president, I can be president, right? And look at what he's done. He has done something that is just ingenious. He's put himself in a position where he's uh, popular to nearly everyone, everyone that's yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. And we'll get people out to vote for him and we'll also have that star power like Ronald Reagan had when he went for office. Yeah. It's that star power. Yeah. The idea yeah. was that everyone thought Schwarzenegger would run for it and then turned out that he was a bit of a handsy pansy. But like the, 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 in terms of what was going on... and was Trump. Yeah, I know. But that's slightly different in terms of he just doesn't give a shit. Uh, but yeah, like it's just... So policy, the future of politics is celebrity kind of yeah. driven. Yeah. It's it is. going to be... Yeah, you get well, I want Peter Smith to run yeah. for the next T-Shock and that's that. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to come back from Barcelona. So Peter Smith, you're, listen to this. Yeah. All the Lawsons will vote for you. You'll have about 4,000 votes so you'll be grand. We've got your own political party if the Lawsons are voting for you. We'll leave it there. All right. I don't know how to press stop on this now. Just, just bash it with your head. <laughs> Powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.
Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green today. Sports Social Podcast Network.